What's going on, guys? It's Scott here from Woke Societies, here to drop an episode for you, and I'm here to tell you I'm alive. Um, it's been almost a week since my last episode. Everything is fine, guys. Um, I got a lot of messages from people asking me where I've been. Uh, I've just been really busy. Uh, I needed to take a break from YouTube, take a break from social media. Uh, my computer was on the fritz for a couple days, uh, and work... A lot of changes going on on my job, so it was just I just needed a week, well, five six days, uh, to get away from the social media, get away from all the content, get away from all this stuff that we talk about all the time, and I just needed to clear my mind, guys. That's it. Everything's good though. We are back on track today. Is just going to be an episode about uh, a lot of the news that's been happening uh, from throughout the week. Uh, Q hasn't been um, Q hasn't posted since uh, December twenty eighth. Which is all? It's all good. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of YouTubers that I see, they depend on Q to do their content. We are not that channel. We cover as much stuff as we can to keep you guys informed and updated. So that is what I'm going to do for you guys today. We got some Epstein stories. We're going to talk about Omar, um, how she's she's actually being investigated now, and a couple of other stories that you guys are going to find interesting. And I'm going to end it with a thread by Praying Manic, Praying Medic talking about decoding Q post, which I thought was really, really interesting. So with that, you guys know what to do. Hit the like button, share, subscribe. Hitting that like button, guys, is so important. The more likes we get, the more this video is suggested. Get that out there. If you guys want to up your level here of fandom, go to my Patreon. You guys can subscribe there. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month if you'd like to. There is no pressure for that. And my backup channel, BitChute, which has all my content that I put on YouTube, just in case uh, YouTube decides to shut me down. And of course, my beautiful WokeSocieties.com website, which has all my podcasting platforms here, which you guys can go and check out and download these episodes on the go if you cannot catch them on YouTube. All right. So with all that, let's look at some of the new information that is coming out about Epstein. And let's take a look. So this is from the DailyMail.com. We have a story here that's talking about Jeffrey Epstein had burst capillaries in his eyeballs after he died, which pathologist tells Dr. Oz suggest he was strangled and did not hang himself. Great, great. We all knew that. So Dr. Michael Baden was among pathologists who examined Epstein's dead body. In an interview on the Dr. Oz show, he explains why his death is very suspicious. Baden shared never-before-seen photos of Epstein's eyeballs and the burst capillaries in his eye sockets. He said they are consistent with manual strangulation and not hanging. He also says the bottom of Epstein's legs should have been gone purple or maroon if he'd been hanging from his bedpost, but they were pale. Dr. Baden also says the noose Epstein used is inconsistent with his neck injuries, which I'm going to show you guys in just a second. And the interview which DailyMail.com obtained an exclusive clip of We'll air on the Dr. Oz show across Fox Networks uh, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we had this forensic pathologist who really broke down Epstein's death, right? Um, at this point, guys, I believe Epstein really did die. He was killed. He's not off somewhere in some hangout, um, you know, body, sw- body swap. I, I just don't believe it. I, I was trying to figure out some theories. There was some theories on um, Akun and the Chan's. And I just, I, I, I believe he's dead. I really do. So as we're looking into this, um, you can see here the doctor talking about the, uh, 
the capillaries here. You can kind of see it, um, but you can see there are you can see a bunch of crap underneath his eyes here. So the doctor here is saying these are bursted capillaries, which shows signs signs of strangulation. And the crazy part is, I just want to show you guys here. Look at this noose. Do you see the noose? I've never actually seen it before until today. Look how wide it is. It's not wiry. Um, it just looks, it says right here, the noose Epstein used to apparently kill himself is also inconsistent with his neck injuries. And here's a picture of his legs, which show no blood buildup, uh, no blood bruising, nothing like that. And just pale, gross old man legs. And right here it says, chief among them are the burst capillaries and the fact that the color in his lower legs was pale and not purple or bluish, which he says would have likely been the case if he had hung himself from his bunk bed. In a hanging, the arteries and the blood vessels, the veins are both clogged off and the person is pale. The face is pale, Dr. Baden said. And look at the neck, right? That is a small, thin line. It's probably like a wire, right, that we see in the movies. Does that look like this, something like this? Would do that? Would cause that kind of damage? I don't think so. And if you guys notice too, I don't see any blood or any kind of um, body fluid on this noose at all. And it could just be the angle of the picture, but still, I feel like you'd still see something. There's nothing on that noose, and you can clearly see there was blood. There's no doubt about it. So, and this is the picture of the room which he supposedly hung himself. So that's that. That's just more evidence. We all know this, but I thought it was very interesting. And uh, let's move on from there. Another Epstein story. This one is brand new. Came out today. Epstein trafficked girls as recently as 2018. Some as young as 11, according to lawsuit by Virgin Islands AG. And you think he would have learned his lesson. He was going at it until the very end. Jeffrey Epstein trafficked and sexually abused girls as young as 11 years old as recently as 2018, according to a new lawsuit filed against the late pedophile's estate by Virgin Islands Attorney General Denise George. The lawsuit claims that girls as young as 11 and 12 were brought to his private estate in the Virgin Islands, known as Little St. James or Pedo Island, where former President Bill Clinton and other high-profile guests were reportedly vacationed, according to several Epstein accusers. And here you can see some pictures. There's some girls' uh, faces blanked out here. God knows how young they are. It's, it's so disgusting. The new accusations draw from both independent investigations by George's office as well as court documents from cases across the country and allege that Epstein ran a decades-long sex trafficking scheme which had a primary nexus in the Virgin Islands. George's lawsuit seeks the forfeiture of Little St. James as well as Great St. James and adjacent island Epstein also purchased as well as several shell companies he established in the territory, which were alleged fronts for his sex trafficking. According to local law, the Virgin Islands can recover any assets from the estate, which may be distributed among Epstein's victims. And I hope his victims get every piece, every dollar they can get out of this. Because they need something, some kind of repercussions, but we'll see what happens. As recently as July of 2018, Mr. Epstein refused to permit an investigator from the Virgin Islands Department of Justice to enter Little St. James, claiming the island's dock was his front door, according to the lawsuit. The investigator was doing routine monitoring of Mr. Epstein because he was a registered sex offender. Mr. Epstein's victims included 
Aspiring models from South America, according to court documents, Mr. Epstein used a ring of associates to rotate the women and girls in and out of sexual servitude, using fraudulent modeling visas to transport them across state lines and international borders. This is the entire system, guys. This, he had this thing running like clockwork. And in one instance, cited in the lawsuit, one young Epstein victim tried to escape the island, swimming away after she says she was forced to engage in sex acts with one of his co-conspirators. She was later found and held hostage on the island after he confiscated her passport, according to the report. Can you imagine, guys, being that girl? Being that victim, you're on an island, you're by yourself, you're trying to escape something that's completely horrific, and you'd rather take your chances swimming away in an ocean Knowing you're going to probably get tired and drown, but it's better than what was going on happening to you on that island. I can't imagine. It's disgusting. Um, so that that is the most recent as far as Epstein that I could find. And speaking of Epstein's co-conspirators, a new article dropped yesterday from the New York Post talking about Prince Andrew. And this is interesting. The title of the article says, UK... Cops block bid to trace Prince Andrew's location on night he's accused of sex with teens. So it looks like there was um, an attempt to get information on the movements of his, uh, I don't know what you would call it, his bodyguards, I guess you could say, to corroborate a story that Andrew was saying that he was not with Virginia Guafrey, whatever her name is. And she, he was, in fact, with his daughter eating pizza. So let's take a look here. British police have blocked a legal bid to trace Prince Andrew's bodyguard's movements on the night he allegedly first had sex with the Jeffrey Epstein accuser. The disgraced royal claims that he could not have had sex with Virginia Roberts in London in March 2001 because he was grabbing pizza with his daughter at a chain restaurant in the small town of Woking. And just a little drop there, guys. I thought it was pretty coincidental that he was eating pizza. We'll just leave it at that. With no witnesses of the prince's pie date, the Mirror Online submitted a Freedom of Information Act request hoping that his royal protection officers' movements would help prove his whereabouts that day. Revealing locations from 19 years ago, this is the police, um, this is their justification for blocking, I guess, the request. Revealing locations from 19 years ago cannot possibly reveal personal data, either directly or indirectly, Smith told Mirror Online. The police are tasked with protecting the royals from physical harm, not from legitimate inquiry, criminal investigations, or embarrassment. That sounds like pure deflection right there. Why wouldn't why wouldn't revealing the location of his bodyguards that night, that would definitely give you a solid start at least to where he was and what he was doing, and then you can investigate it from there, right? So, Virginia, who claims to have had sex with Andrew three times after being trafficked by late pedophile Epstein, attacked the lies after lies that she claims protects the prince. And Andrew gave his Pizza Express alibi during his disastrous BBC that led to him being booted from the royal duties. And there you go. So, he is just... I don't know what's going to happen with him. We'll have to wait and see. But every story that comes out about Prince Andrew gets worse and worse. And... I was thinking for a little while maybe this whole thing with the uh, Meghan Markle and the other the other prince stepping away from the royal family, getting away from royal duties could have been a distraction for this guy here, but I'm not sure. Who knows? So let me take a look here. Sorry about that, guys. My son picked the worst time to start playing with his uh, snowman book. 
That was that little jingle in the back you're probably hearing. So here we go. So where we left off here, we have another article that I wanted to talk about from Zero Hedge. Why are volcanoes all over the globe suddenly shooting giant clouds of ash miles into the air? Not going to dive too deep into this, but I thought it was really interesting that I think it's about a thousand earthquakes have happened since the beginning of the year. And we have volcanoes going off like crazy since the beginning of the year as well. And right here we have, uh, let's see here, the one there was one in Alaska that shot up to 25,000 feet in the air. Um, there's one at Mount Popo in Mexico shot ash nearly four miles into the sky. Um, approximately 26 million people live within 60 miles of the Popo crater. And so we were talking about the potential for death and destruction. Unfortunately, some people died there. But And then another big one. Um, in Peru, shooting 24,000 feet in there with this pure ash. And, of course, the big one in the Philippines that just, you know, devastated people. And also in Puerto Rico. So I just wanted to bring it up just quickly because it says right here, after already experiencing more than 1,000 earthquakes since the beginning of 2020, Puerto Rico was hit by a magnitude 5.9 quake on Saturday. And this was very real for me because I was taking a, uh, a person with me at work. I was training them. And his grandmother lived in Puerto Rico, and she was calling him as this was actually happening, and she was freaking the hell out. She was she was so afraid. Um, that happened while we were driving uh, to go to go uh, to some stops that we had to do, but very real, guys. And for quite a while, I've been warning that our planet is becoming increasingly unstable, and that the shaking is only going to get worse. Um, I was gonna actually do a video about these earthquakes and volcanoes. I don't know if they're necessarily related to anything weather weather manipulated. I didn't really dig deep into it. Um, but as far as the earthquakes, um, I just remember China Lake, guys. You guys remember China Lake? The big earthquake took out that base that had advanced technology in it, uh, weapons, and who else, who got, God knows whatever else. But we do know that the deep state, a lot of their bases, a lot of the things they do are underground. So a lot of these earthquakes wouldn't surprise me if these were still ongoing of taking out these deep underground bunkers, the, the dumbs that they call, like you calls them. So could it be that? Very well could be. It could also it could be a mix of all these things. We live in the gray world. Nothing's black and white. Nothing is black and white. So it's probably a mix of these things, but just something to keep an, keep an eye out on. So this news dropped as I was setting up this video tonight and this is from the blaze and this makes me so happy inside finally the feds including ice appear to be investigating representative ilan omar at least three departments are reviewing what could be the worst ever crime spree by an elected elected u.s official i have no idea how this woman got got into office in the first place let's take a look here on October 30th, I reported that the Department of Justice had assigned an FBI special agent in charge to review Omar's apparent astonishing spree of felonies from 2009 to 2017. And the first one we have here is Department of Education Inspector General. This is related to evidence suggesting that Representative Omar's 2009 marriage to a UK citizen may have been an attempt to facilitate federal student loan fraud or other fraud involving higher education. And in 2017, Omar finally filed for divorce, but under penalty of perjury, she submitted a nine-question form to the court attesting to having lost all content with her husband in June 2011. 
but we have dozens of verified social media posts. Just look on Twitter, guys. It's everywhere. Photos and even a 2016 interview with the NDSU. Husband indicate otherwise. It appears Omar perjured herself eight times answering those nine questions. Nine instances of perjury on top of the felonies that she is being investigated for. It's not looking good for her, but she's part of the swamp and it's going to get drained. Number two, immigration and customs enforcement. This is great because Omar, Omar hates ICE, cannot stand them. This is related to evidence suggesting a breathtaking number of possible immigration-related felonies, as I stated in an introductory passage within my July 18th article. The involvement of ICE with a possible criminal investigation could hardly be a greater political import to Omar. For several years, Omar has vigorously re- uh, supported the abolishment of ICE. Her 2020 re-election platform, featured on her campaign site and pictured below, targets ICE agents with vicious rhetoric that simply must be read by interested parties. And right here, create a just immigration system, of course. She's going to go after that crap, but... And the best part about this entire article is her supposed husband, which we all know is her brother, the only man on earth with the same name and birthday as Omar's ex-husband appears to have been raised in the London home of Ilan's verifiable sister. Wow. And has the same three family names. What are the chances of that, Omar? How are you going to explain that one away? But yet, the media continue to approach the developing story of Omar's background with zero rigor. Because again, it does not fit the liberal, democratic media that we all are accustomed to. We all know is out there, and it's completely straight bias. They ignore the truth, and they spit out their bullshit narratives. That's what's happening here. And right there, she ain't going to be smiling for much longer, guys. She's actually getting investigated now. It's not just stuff that we're putting online, stuff on Twitter, all the articles. She's getting investigated now, which is absolutely fantastic. Let's jump over to this lawsuit that is being put on Adam Schiff by physicians for censoring vaccine debate. And this just came through yesterday. On January 15, 2020, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, along with Katerina Verily, on behalf of herself and others who seek access to vaccine information filed suit in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Plaintiffs allege that defendant Adam Schiff has abused government power and infringed on the free speech rights. So what Adam Schiff did was he went to all the big media uh, corporations, Amazon, and had them take down pretty much anything related to anti-vaccination. So right here, within 24 hours of Schiff's letter to Amazon, Amazon removed the popular videos, vaxxed, and shoot them up. The truth about vaccines from its platform for streaming videos, depriving members of the public of convenient access. And under a policy announced May 2019, Twitter includes a pro-government disclaimer placed above search results for an AAPS article on vaccine mandates. Know the facts. And Facebook, a search for an AAPS article on vaccines, which previously would lead directly to the AAPS article, now produces search results containing links to the to who the World Health Organization, the National Institutes of Health, and the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC. So what we have, guys, here is straight-up propaganda and deceitful tactics to migrate people from what they're really looking for into what Schiff and these big corporations to what they want you to land on. 
the bullshit organizations, the WHO, the CDC, all the misinformation about vaccines, which we're not going to get crazy into right now, but he's being sued by doctors because there are videos with doctors, physicians. I, Vax came out. I don't remember when Vax came out, but I, there's already a sequel out. I haven't seen it yet. Jordan Sather um, was raving about it. And doctors are pissed off because what's in those videos is is, is truth, verified by other doctors and physicians, and you know, shifts to deciding got who knows who's paying him off. And he went to the big corporations, big tech, and got rid of them. Just like that. It's censorship. It is straight up censorship. And right here, the congressman Adam Schiff was asked by general counsel, who's is he censor in chief? Little play on words there, but it's a very good question. So that is that. Let's move on to the other stories that were really big uh, that came out this week. So anybody that follows Project Veritas, I'm not going to get into all the videos. They released um, a series of videos, I believe three separate ones now, about this Kyle Jurek, who is a field investigator in, in Iowa. I'm sorry, I was it a field organizer in Iowa for, Bernie, for the Bernie Sanders campaign. And this is summing up real quick. He came out saying he's a straight-up anarcho-communist, um, believes um, people that do not believe in what they believe belong in gulags, and really terrible, disgusting stuff, and that anybody that does not follow them needs to be re-educated through re-education camps. This is stuff you'd hear from Stalin in Russia. So he's been caught saying all these terrible things on camera, and he still works for them. As of now, they went. They sent another undercover yesterday to find out if he was still working, and he is still working for the Sanders campaign. And just recently, he was bailed out of jail for drug charges. Drug charges, guys. Oh, and let's not forget, in the videos as well, he has straight up said that Antifa is folded very discreetly into the Bernie Sanders campaign, and they're all on the same side. And we all know what uh, we all know what Antifa is about. Covered Antifa a whole bunch of times, seeing how disgusting those human beings are. So I just want to play this video real quick, so you guys can get a taste. If you haven't seen it yet, go find James O'Keefe on Twitter, find Project Veritas on Twitter, and you can see all of them there. Let's play this. I found weed here. Oh, that's, so, a, like, that's a plus. That's yeah, good. but then I also got busted for weed. What? By the police. I'm going through that process right now. Went to jail, the whole goddamn thing. And right after we got done knocking doors one night in Urbandale, and me in Denver, who I'm kind of like seeing, dating, sort of, we're out knocking, get done, we're going to pick up a bag, like we're going to go get a bag of weed, because I was like almost out, and... Uh, like she went first and then I like left and like cop met me at the intersection I went through he turned and then fucked me over and like immediately he's like why does it smell like weed I don't know I don't know what you're talking about and uh fucking pulled me out of the car searched my car found my weed found my grinder found my bowl found my keef oh man uh took me to jail. I was there for like 
four, hour, four or five hours. By the time I got to make my first phone call, though, I made my first phone call to Danielle. Uh, he was like one of our, who was another person on staff. That's the Asian and, like, girl. Yeah, the Asian yeah. girl. And then uh, and and Luke answered the phone. Luke's one of the RFD. He's the RFD for like West Des Moines area, you know. Um, Luke answered. He's like, don't say another word. He's like, we already processed your bail. Just sit tight. So if you guys know Project Veritas at all, I've been following them for about a year now. When they release videos like this, they do it in series sometimes. Sometimes they drop it all at once, but recently the stories, they've been building up and up and up. They, show, they, they fry small fish and they work their way up. So the beginning of this was Exposed 2020, the Bernie Sanders campaign, and it looks like it's a good question. Where did this money come from to bail out a a self-proclaimed anarcho-communist and on drug charges released probably with what from what we're seeing here campaign funds from the Bernie Sanders and this is just one instance and it's funny because I put this on my own Facebook and all this stuff and everyone's screaming oh this this has to be an, this is one crazy guy isolated incident lone wolf it's definitely not it's definitely not. Seeing the rhetoric and the context in which this video was filmed, this was pure truth of him not holding back. He had no idea he was being recorded. So, guys, if you haven't seen it, catch up on it. It's really, really good. So I want to drop that in there. Quick uh, news hits here. Federal judge postponed sentencing for former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn um, from January 28th to February 27th. If you guys have not heard, General Flynn has withdrawn his, state, his, his statement that you know, his false statement to the um, FBI, the one that we all knew was a lie, but he, he he said he did it. He was trying to protect his son, but now he is withdrawing that claim from the FBI. And this case is insane. I They need to do like, I don't, they got to do some documentary on General Flynn and his story because it's absolutely crazy. But he's withdrawn his guilty plea for charges of lying to the FBI, which is awesome. So he's still in the thick of things, but it looks like things are going in the right direction there. This one from Paul Sperry. Why is IG Horowitz quietly revising key findings in his report and posting new iterations of original version on IG website? Why is he not highlighting the effectively secret revisions through press releases and letters notifying Congress and the public of the post-pub changes? I don't know what that means. I hope it's not anything bad news. But it looks like there have been changes being quietly revised. So we'll have to wait and see what that's about. Very interesting. So last thing today, guys, I want to get to this praying medic um, thread here on Q and deciphering the post because I thought it was very interesting. And everyone, most of the people that listen to this channel love Q. They follow Q. So let's just take a look here. So there have been and still are coordinated efforts underway to misdirect those who wish to learn from Q. In my opinion, the attempts to miscredit and only have only increased as the movement has grown. Q said a guide to reading his crumbs messages was needed and he would provide it. This post is the guide. Q had previously asked Anons to regularly compile all of his posts in a single graphic review. Q confirmed the current graphic was correct, but link graphics were incorrect 
having a correct graphic of all posts is vital. Anons did not yet know the value of timestamps, but in the coming months, timestamps would become important as Q and POTUS would post at the same time or at predetermined intervals, which requires careful analysis of timestamps. After big news events, Q told Anons to review his past posts and analyze them for topics that were mentioned in the news. A story being in the news doesn't make it relevant. Disinformation is provided by both white hats and black hats, and people have to remember about that with Q. Not just the good guys are reading these drops. You have to keep that in mind. And some of the drops are definitely misinformation. It's to throw them off to make the enemy make their own mistakes and for them to destroy themselves. Because it's a lot easier to have your enemy destroy themselves than have you do it yourself, right? So curiosity over interesting, but irrelevant information distracts us from seeing important, relevant information and it keeps us from connecting the dots. Q will often ask questions that seem confusing prior to big events. The questions are markers. They need to be reevaluated after a news story breaks. Q's questions and hints are intended to make us look back into the past to see the truth which was revealed in prior post. What is a map? A map is, a, is useful for showing you information about where you are and can be used as a final destination. Q posts collectively are called the map. What is a legend? A legend helps interpret map symbols. Some of Q's posts contain symbolic meaning and must be decoded. Q provides confirmation of correct decodes. What is a sequence? A sequence is a series of posts that when put together and analyzed reveal important information. The bunker apple yellow sky and red red posts from November 2017 can only be correctly decoded by putting together posts over several weeks. And guys, this is the stuff that when you decode these on Acun, the the coincidences, the timestamps, it's just impossible unless this was a true operation, military operation with the president. It's this is why I believe this stuff. When does a map become a guide? Q said we needed a guide. The map, a collection of all posts, along with instructions from Q on how to decode them in our guide. What is a keystone? Intelligence collected by the NSA is the key. The power of the office of POTUS plus the U.S. military is the stone. Everything posted by Q has relevance. I would would add that each post has relevance to someone at some time. Whether we correctly understand the relevance of every post is a different matter. Future events provide insights into understanding past posts. The map, a collection of all Q's posts, provides a glimpse of the events happening on the geopolitical stage. A complete and correct analysis of all of Q's posts gives us a look at the big picture. What is happening behind the scenes and who controls global events? The big picture, 40,000 foot view, is classified but correctly interpreting Q posts gives us an understanding of those events which would not be possible outside of classified briefing. Q's map helps us to see where global events are headed and how Trump is leading the way. The deep state has controlled the narrative for years through a compliant and dishonest media, which is why we follow Q. They give us the truth. The fake news narrative has kept the public asleep as if they are under a spell. Because the media bombarded society with a false narrative, we have been asked to help disseminate a true narrative in the hope of waking up a sleeping world. Although it it sometimes seems as if nothing is changing, operations are underway and good people are changing the world for the better. Forget about interesting but unhelpful distractions. Focus on the graphic, read Q's post, commit them to memory, review them to pray big news events, and pray. So this is the graphic that Praying Medic is talking about. This is a Q drop from November 9th, 2017. Um, 
this is when Q really started posting. This was drop 128. I was I didn't even know about Q at this time, but this is the graph he just broke down. Uh, you guys can look at it. This is what he's talking about, and I thought it was super cool that he broke that down. Because as someone that's still, I still consider myself new to Q, but about a year into it now, um, it's very helpful in looking at how to view the drops, how to put them together, how to decode these things. There's anons out there that can decode these things in minutes. It's absolutely amazing, but I'm not that level yet, but one day I hope to be. But as far as that, guys, that is this episode today. Thank you for listening out on the podcast. Thank you for being there. All you guys in the YouTube world, thank you for subscribing. We're at 9.62 subscribers. I want to be at 10,000 by the end of the month. Um, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit it. We just need 400 more subs by the end of the month, which I believe we will get. So thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you for watching out there. And um, we'll see what happens during the rest of the week. Things are going to come down with work, and we're going to finally slow down so I can do more content and episodes for you guys. So until then, stay safe and stay woke.